Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ask Megan Show. I'm Kimberly Falker, and I'm the host of the Balancing Point Podcast. But as many of you know, every Monday we bring you a special segment called the Ask Megan Show, brought to you by none other than New York City principal dancer Megan Fairchild, who's also just finishing up um, her starring role on On the Town on Broadway. Now, uh, this week we've got an absolutely epically amazing show and um, I'm super excited to share it with you but before we go to that I want to let you know who who sent in the uh, question Um, today's question comes from Natalie who's 12 years old and lives in Hong Kong hi Megan I've been a huge fan of your podcast since a very long time nearly when it first started and I my favorite series was the New York City Ballet series just because I really loved all their stories and how it was so personal and I was wondering if you could interview another amazing New York City Ballet principal dancer Sarah Mearns because she is currently one of my favorite dancers and although I know a little bit about her I wanted to expand more and know more about her because I think she's absolutely gifted and amazing so it would be um, awesome if you could interview her and I think most of your young listeners and aspiring dancers would love to hear the interview and her life so I think that would be amazing if you can get a hold of her and you know interview her yeah so that's all thank you thanks so much Natalie for this great question and for being so thoughtful in your description about why you love Sarah Mearns and also um, for the compliments on my New York City ballet series I did last summer. It was a ton of fun. But once we heard your question, uh, Megan and I decided to kind of put our creative heads together and come up with a way to respond to this that might be a little bit different. So per your request, we have gotten a hold of Sarah Mearns and she will be on the show, but the, the unique part of the show today is that Megan, because it's her show today, is going to take over my job, and she is going to be interviewing Sarah herself. So I think what's super fun about today is it is probably the first ever principal dancer interviewing principal dancer. So as you'll learn today, it's filled with laughter and fun and that's because Sarah and Megan are actually very good friends and so it's almost like just sitting in on girl talk except for the fact that they're both super talented amazing dancers with New York City Ballet so anyway sit back everyone and have a great time with this interview as Megan talks to Sarah Mearns. Hi Sarah. Hi girl. It's Rocky, sorry. Oh my Rocky. God, he's gonna be in the background. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. This is like an easier week for me. I'm just in San Diego with Josh, and I got a studio actually in San Diego at San Diego Ballet, and they're letting me like use a studio every day to like rehearse stuff for Vale. Oh, you should go to Vale. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we're going to Vail. I'm going to Vail next week. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm excited. I don't know yet, actually, because I'm kind of terrified of the elevation. Yeah. I mean, I've, yeah. I mean, I've performed in Jackson Hole, but Vail is higher, and I, you know, I have to do like first violin Barocco, so I'm kind of terrified. But yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't love dancing at elevation, but I wish you all the best. <laughs> Ah! <laughs> okay, yeah. do you want to get started? 
Okay. Okay. Um, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. I have never been the interviewer before. And, and I get to interview a good friend, so I'm excited. So it's even better. Okay. Um, I have a feeling from an early age that you knew you wanted to be a star at New York City Ballet. How early did you know this is what you wanted to do? Well, to be quite honest, I I did not because I, growing up, I was at a studio that, you know, didn't really, didn't really focus on New York City Ballet. Like, I knew of all, like, the ABT principles and, like, I was taught the classics and, like, I obviously my teacher knew of New York City Ballet and SAB and that's why she told my mom to send me to SAB when I was 12 because that's where I needed to go but I didn't have any kind of recollection of what was going on so I really I knew when I went to be in New York City Ballet when I went to SAB and um, probably when I actually stayed for the winter term and when I was 15 I mean my screen name in my email is NYCB star to be, but that is just because when I had um, AOL IM back in like the stone age when I was 10, mm-hmm. I, my best friend got ABT star to be. Oh, so, I, so I had to get NYCB star to be and I was like, oh. ugh, fine. Oh. So I just kept it and that's how it's been. But I think when I was like, I don't know, 15, 16, probably. That's awesome. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a, or uh, what was I going to say? Oh. Um, sometimes I personally struggle setting goals for myself for fear of not achieving them. And I feel like you are really good at putting your dreams out there. Um, how does that help you? And if you don't achieve that goal that you set your sights on, do you get discouraged? I feel like I don't know I'm a I'm a huge perfectionist and I always have dreams of doing things and I you know when I when I approach every season I I see the ballets that we're going to do and I get really excited about them and then you know I know that this time around I'm going to have to work just as hard as I did last time to achieve what I did last time or try to get better than last time. And um, I always obviously have dreams of like having these like amazing, perfect performances. And, but, you know, probably 75% of the time it doesn't happen or 50% of the time it doesn't happen. But that's what makes me, inspired and to try harder the next time because I come off stage and I'm like shoot man I just that didn't work Mm -hmm. but then I wake up the next morning and I'm like okay I have to work on this so I don't get so I do get discouraged for a second but then some some reason when I wake up the next morning I'm like okay I can work on this I know I can do it I just have to work on it and I have to figure out what I have to do in the moment on stage to make that happen and I just keep trying that every time I go on stage other things won't work but it's like I just I have this this cycle of just like trying to make myself better and trying to have that dream come true in a way in a very small sense Mm -hmm. um but I guess 
I know that if I get discouraged, that it's just going to lead me down a very, very sad and lonely path, and just right. it's going to it's it it's not going to do anything for what we have to do because we work too hard to get here, and we you know me and me were kind of at the top, and it's like you know this is what we have to do for ourselves to keep on going to have a healthy, happy career, and. So I I try to keep that in mind. I think it seems like you always have this um, this belief and faith that you will figure it out if you just keep working hard enough. I will figure this out. <laughs> maybe not tomorrow. Maybe not this year. But I will. Okay. Cool. I'm going yeah. to. I'm taking notes for myself. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, what has been the highlight of your career so far? Oh my god. <laughs> Shoot. Okay. Um, I have a guess. Well, I don't... Ugh. Ugh. I don't know. We just... We do so many things at New York City Valley, right? Like, you yeah. know that. We have, like, so many things going on all the time. Yeah. And there's... You know, there's so many points in my career where I was just like, wow, like, did that just really happen or did I just like get to like meet that person or did I just, you know, I don't know. And, and, you know, obviously an earlier one was Swan Lake and, and that whole thing happening. But I don't, I don't think that was the high point of my career. That was the start of my career. And, um, there's just been, there, you know, there's been a lot of recent moments, you know, now that I've been a principal for, I don't know, what is it, like five or six years? And I know that's not long, but, like, I've been in your city Valley for 11, and it's kind of like things just start adding up, and then you kind of start, like, settling in, and and each performance becomes more and more special for what you're doing. And, and you know, I recently just having very, like, really, really special moments on stage with people that, you know, will never happen again. Like, that mm-hmm. moment only happens once in a lifetime, and then you that and then that's it so I feel like obviously one was a moment with Jared like two Jared Angle to like two three years ago after I think it was before my back injury and we did Swan Lake and we were so exhausted it was like the end of the week and we all we at New York City Valley you know it's like we do a full length but we're also doing other rep programs in between so it's like I was doing rep programs and we were doing Swan Lake and I had two shows of Swan Lake that weekend and we were just completely exhausted and it was the most magical, probably the best performance of Swan Lake I will ever, ever do. And at the end of the performance, Jared and I just looked at each other when the curtain went up for the bows and we were just like, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. We just like looked at each other and we just had this moment of like that that was the most magical thing that would ever happen to us. So that's, you know, we have those moments and I've had some of those moments before in like other ballets, but I just, I don't know if I can pick one because there's like so much that goes on in our Mm -hmm. career at city ballet. You know, we perform so much Yeah, that we're lucky to have many of those moments happen to us. I don't know. Is that a good answer? That was fantastic. <laughs> no, it's true when you have that moment where you try to take that little mental photograph of that 
of, you know, remembering that what you just did and bowing in that moment and being like, I want to remember that performance forever. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like recently in Saratoga, Andy was there, your husband, and mm-hmm. we were had a, it was the first show since Albert Evans had passed and our ballet master. And so that night it was outside and we were just all, we all had a moment before the show. We were like, just let's remember Albert for this. And there was something so crazy in that show. Just so he was like there on stage with mm-hmm. us. He was just like flying around on stage with us. And mm-hmm. Amar and I have never danced like that together ever in yeah. our career. And we all just know like the next morning, the musicians even wow. told us they were like, there was something on stage last night. There was something at the performance that it was just so magical and it would it you could just feel it and it's it's really nice to have those that's pretty moments. cool andy did yeah. tell me about that that show so i think it was special for everybody yeah totally it was like everybody was involved in that yeah. cool um do you mind sharing with us a low point in your career a low point yeah oh girl shoot oh <laughs> I, like, I feel like there's so many Okay, no. <laughs> um, let's see. Hmm. Well, uh, there's obviously the, a lot of the low points are your injuries, and they start to, to add up. And um, I've talked about a lot. My my last back injury was something I never wish on anybody to ever have to go through. And you know. There's some injuries where it's like, you know, you're going to have surgery. You know, you're going to get better or you break a bone, you know, it's going to heal and you're going to come back mm-hmm. or whatever. But this injury, no one could figure out what was wrong with me. And I knew there was something wrong. And it was just six, like six months of like people telling me I was crazy. They couldn't find anything. They don't know what's wrong with me. Just take your time off. And I was like, that's not going to help me. Like, it's just there's. So I had this low point, like it's like the four or fifth mark, month mm-hmm. mark. And. I literally was in my apartment by myself in the dark, just being like, I don't know if I'm ever going to dance again. And I know it's like dramatic and crazy, but when the entire universe is telling you, you don't, there's that they don't know what's wrong with you and that they can't help you and you don't know what to do. It's like, what am I doing here? What, why, why is this happening to me? Am I going to dance again? I don't think I'm going to dance again. And that was a very, very scary point in my career because you just don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And then suddenly, two months later, you meet somebody and they fix your body. So it's like it's it was a crazy, surreal time for me. But that was a very low point. Also, I think just recently, uh, unfortunately, this is a very, very low point in my career, just losing my coach and my rock at New York City Ballet, Albert Evans, and that's really been a huge blow to me. And it's it's very hard for me to have anybody else in the studio right now coaching me because he has such a huge presence for everybody, and you even know that. I mean, it's like he just – he was the light and the smile in, in the studio every day. And, and since we were so close and we – worked so much together on everything that not having that presence is 
a very big blow to me right now. So just actually having nobody in the studio is much better than, right. well, you know, having I'm someone play sure. some. I kind of can hear him in my head when I'm dancing, what he would say. And it's almost like if nobody's there telling you, distracting you with other thoughts, you, you just hear Albert's voice. And Exactly. That's exactly it. And that's what I need and want right now, just to get through this phase of what I'm feeling and, and the emptiness and the and everything else that goes along with grief and losing somebody so close to you. So, yeah. Um, I think that we have a great relationship, but not all dancers can so easily be happy for others. Do you ever feel intimidated by other dancers, and do you find it hard to be happy for other people's successes? Let's see. Yes, we do have a fierce relationship. (laughs) We have a fierce relationship. Um... I, yes, I have to say I've, I've had trouble. I've had moments and I think people would be lying if they said that they never had this for anybody. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, yes, there have been small moments where I'm just like, oh, like I can't, I watch them. I just, you just have this feeling of like, why, why is this happening to them? Why is all this happening to them? And, and why do they deserve this? And la, 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 la. But then I just kind of like, switch out of it because I'm like that bad energy is going to affect what I need to do and what I need to focus on and yes they're going to have their success and that's going to happen for them but I need to go down my own path and I remember Tyler Pone for some reason she I was I don't know oh it was like her one woman show at 54 below she said something where it was like everybody has their own path and you can't take anybody else's. You have to focus on your own. And for some reason, that moment when she said that, I was like, I get it because she's had such a crazy, crazy career with what happened to her and how she got her success. That it's like, I don't know. It's just, I can't, I figured out now that everybody, I am surrounded by successful people. Everybody around me is successful and I'm so lucky to be in that situation and be surrounded by such amazing talent and inspiring people that I can't put that energy out there because that's just going to come back to me and hurt me. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't want those people to feel like that for me. You know, I just, I, and I know, and I can feel some of that from other people, you know, sometimes in the company and, and I just have to just like brush it off and be like, that is not, that is not my problem. That is not, (laughs) that is not about me. You know what I mean? It's like, it's their thing. They have to deal with it. I, I can't go there. Right. So I sometimes have uh, like a moment of like, you know, why is this happening? Why are people acting like this? Or why am I acting this? But then I'm just like, okay, Sarah, stop it. Like get over yourself move on right you know it's like you can't everybody has to have their own success and and their own hat like I can't judge that so yeah and everybody's path is so unique that it's and everybody has such different talents exactly and you have to and what I've you know come to learn is that you have to find the good in and everybody and and even though you may not maybe you don't respect them for what they do or, or whatever aspect of it, but you have to find that little thing where you're like, oh, okay, 
I want to be able to do that or how how am I going to accomplish that? Right. There's something we could learn from everybody. If, if exactly. We... Yeah. Cool. Um, who's your favorite choreographer? Ah! Um, let's see. That I've worked with or that, like, like um, dead yeah, or alive? That you've worked with. And, okay. and how did they, you know, how did they, what, what kind of mark did they leave on you as a dancer? Um, let's see. Well, I'm a huge, massive fan of Alexei Ratmansky. I have been from the beginning, ever since he did this first ballet on us Russian seasons. And I just, and uh, I've been fortunate enough to be, or to do all of those ballets. I originated in two of the ballets, but I've been lucky enough to be in all the ballets he's done for New York City Ballet. And every time I get in the studio with him, it's like, I, I don't, I never feel like I am not being successful at what he's asking me to do. That I'm always, he's always seeing something and he wants it to make it better and he wants me to look better and he wants to, make me better as an artist and also a technician and also as a athlete, a dancer, everything. Mm-hmm. So when you have someone in front of you, that's like that, you just want to work as hard as you can for them. And you want to be that person that they think you can be, that they believe you can be. And mm-hmm. so I think it's, you know, he's more than a choreographer in that regard that he's just, he's such a pro like artist dancer when he walks in the room he just wants you to succeed so badly in -hmm. whatever you're doing and um you know it's it's, we don't get that a lot anymore from people and and so that really helps me in all aspects you know going into other rehearsals or or you know and anything else it really gives me a positive experience and he's also like amazing I mean what the steps he comes up with and like (laughs) what he makes you do it's like Really? Like, I, like, how did you make me do that? You know, why you made me go to this like crazy place on stage where I just, you know, I got a review one time where they were like, she's Martha Graham on acid. I'm like, <laughs> what? In Russian seasons, the solo I have to do. They're like, oh yeah, she's Martha. I'm like, what? What? So, you know, that's just, I, I love that somebody can, can get that out of me and make me yeah. do something like that. Um, yeah, so I guess so far he's my he's my top person. One time I told him I didn't have time to do this double step up, and he goes, we'll do three then. I was like, <laughs> um, I don't know if he understood the question, but he's, you know, constantly challenging, but in the same way he's so generous to all of his dancers. And you did do three, right? Was it in Amuna? No, no, never in the performance. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways. Oh my god. Um what is your favorite ballet to dance? Uh, I know this is a hard question. I know. Girl <laughs> Well I mean Like if you had kinda... only one more ballet to dance one more time of anything. <laughs> what, what, like... Do you think that makes the question easier? I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Um uh, uh, if I have one more ballet to dance, what would it be? Uh, gosh. I can't answer it like that. No, you can't do that to me. Um 
I guess what maybe I should say anything balancing I would I would do it like anything that I've done in my career that's been balancing mm-hmm. if that was the last thing I did I would be the happiest person in the world because obviously you know out of all the choreographers I've worked with they're all amazing they're all great and they've all made me do crazy things but Balancing just takes you to another place where you're not yourself and you become this, like, creature and this, like, beautiful, glorious, you feel beautiful, you feel glorious, you feel the best artist you can be and the best technician you can be, and I want to feel like that the last time I'm on stage. So anything that I have done of his rep, that would be fine with me. (laughs) Safe answer. (laughs) Okay. Who's your favorite partner? Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. You can choose choose a favorite partner. I can? That's allowed? I'm sure they're not going to listen to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I won't tell them. (gasps) Okay. Um... My favorite partner. <laughs> it would have to be Jared Angle. Yeah. 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 Totally. Me too. Yeah. He's like he's like the bomb diggity. You know, like Amazing. you could be like so so off your legs like hundred and eighty degrees and he just like bring you back with like a fingertip. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he's like and you can't even teach what he does. Like no one can even learn from I, I can't even tell people like how to do it, what he can do. It's just like, it's just like walking for him. Yeah. Literally. So, yeah, cool. he's genius. Um, I saw recently that you were taking singing lessons. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm wondering, would you ever consider going to Broadway? <laughs> you know, it was like, I wanted to, you know, reason why I did it, it's because I wanted to know if I actually could hold a tune. Like, I've always wondered. Yeah. If I could actually, like, sound could come out of my mouth and it would sound like the piano. Right. You know? And I I think maybe from my, like, psychological, I was just like, I think I want to have this confidence of, like, I can't, I can not only dance, but I can maybe sing a little bit. Like, I could do it if I wanted to. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I went, and I was surprisingly on pitch most of the time. <laughs> but only when she would play the piano. When she would sing and I had to copy her, ooh, girl, that wasn't good. <laughs> that was not good. But when the piano, I was like, oh, okay, I can hear it, I can hear it. Okay. And she, like, made me stand, like, warrior pose and, like, on this, like, balancing thing. So I would, like, okay. let my stomach go. Yeah. You know, like, like yeah, all those things. But, I mean, going to Broadway, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I really, and I'm sure you, if you were asked this question last year. Yeah, I would say never. Exactly. Yeah. So, I don't, I, I, I just don't know. It looks like so much fun and so awesome and amazing. And when I go see on the town, I'm like, oh, my God, I want to be up there right now. <laughs> Um, but 
I just would have to wrap my brain around the whole idea of what it entails and what it would mean and and commit to something like that. And, and I know I could because I've committed to this life of being a ballerina for like 26 years, but mm-hmm. I just, it's just something completely different. And, you know, if the right thing came up, then sure. If like it was the right, you know, part and, and, but I don't know if right now mm-hmm. I would want to do it just because I'm so happy where I am at New York City Ballet and I'm having, you know, this is, I'm living out my dream there right now. So it's like, okay, let's just like not mess this up and just like ride this out. And then I can do that later. I think, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Never say never. That's what I have learned. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, have you ever taught ballet and do you enjoy teaching? I have taught ballet and you know, I'm afraid to say on here because, you know, I don't want people to hear it. But, you know, I get I don't think I really started to enjoy it yet just because I get stressed out and I get like and I haven't really found the the foundation of what I need as a dancer to figure out things. So what I'm trying to tell them to figure out something, I feel like I'm just, like, leading them completely down the wrong path, yeah. and I don't know if it's going to work or not, and there. it's so stressful, and I find, like, I can't... You're cutting like, in and out. Oh, can you hear me? Hello? Are you... Hello? Can you hear okay. me? Okay. Um, no, I just feel like I get really stressed out, and I start getting mad at myself, and then I just... I, I I don't become like a nice teacher and I don't want to be that. <laughs> so, I mean, I do go and teach though because I like, you know, being in a room of girls and boys that are like aspiring to be what we do and it's, and it's, and I want to keep the art form going and I want to, you know, keep those kids inspired and, and all of that. But I just, I haven't found like the intense love of doing it being like, oh, I want to go out and teach right now or, I want to go, you know, guest teach somewhere, you know, like I haven't, or be on a faculty of one of these schools. Like I just, it's not there yet. And, yeah. you know, maybe one day it will be. I just can't wrap my brain around that. But it's not that I don't like teaching. Right. Because I will do it. I've discovered it's kind of hard to teach, just to constantly teach people here and there. But, like, I, I assume when you have your own class for a year, it's a little more rewarding. But I don't know yet. <laughs> That's no, that's true. I get that actually. Yeah. I get that because you see them from the beginning to the end and how they progress, and you be, and you create a relationship with them. Yeah, and you, you take know. pride in their progress. Right, you're not just like slipping in and like teaching people you don't know at all, and then you yeah. I totally get that. So yeah. maybe I should try that. <laughs> okay. Um, this is a totally random question, but uh-huh. important. How many toes do you tape when you put your point shoes on? And what? Oh my god! <laughs> what padding do you use in your point shoes? Uh. <laughs> I can't believe it. You're just doing this to embarrass me, aren't you? No! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Oh, uh, the tape on for. <laughs> Oh my god! The other night when I came to La Jolla, I came from Nantucket, and Josh is like, 
I think it's time to take the toe tape off. <laughs> you flew on a plane with it on? I did! <laughs> well, actually, you know what? It saved my toes when I had to take off my shoes for security. My toes were taped. But That's my true. toes didn't get there. <laughs> okay, answer the question. Okay, I tape my all my toes except my middle toe, my, I guess, your third toe. Mm-hmm. For some reason, that toe doesn't get any blisters on it or doesn't get any, doesn't get rubbed, doesn't get anything. It gets the way my toes, like, scrunched together in my shoe. So I always put extra tape on my pinky toe and my big toe because those get the most, obviously, the most uh, mm-hmm. um, rubbing action on there. And what was the, what was the second half? Of, oh, oh, what kind? Yeah. Um, what kind of padding do you use? Oh, I am now using just paper towels. I used to try to, like, use this, like, ace bandage, like, stuff from a drugstore that, that like, sticks to itself and, like, mm-hmm. make, like, a cute little, like, toe thing. But that just never worked anymore. So now I just use paper towels because it's easier. And I feel like most of us do, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like we create a way to, like, wrap it around our foot, and I think everybody has a different way of, like, wrapping and how many sheets they use and, like, how they tear it off and, like, whatever. But it's the fastest and easiest way to, you know. And it's always, like, you can always put new dry padding in if you use paper towels. Exactly. Exactly. Like, in mid-rehearsal, like, if you're, you know, your feet are so sweaty and you have to change it, then you can just, like, put fresh on and it's, like, new in your shoe. New in the shoe. Ah! Um, uh, what do you do when you're nervous for a role? Oh, <laughs> let's see. What do I do? Hmm. Uh, gosh, what do I do? Do you get nervous? No, I do. I do get nervous. I feel but- like. You're confident, like your your drive to always just like figure it out someday, and your your confidence that it will someday always, you know, you will figure it out. I feel like you're just always like, well, I'm just gonna go do this show right now, and it is what it is. <laughs> That's so true. It's like, okay, let's just see what happens. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, if it's like obviously something new, I I I do get nervous, but it's not to the, I, it's like not to the point where it's like. I, I'm like sitting down and I don't know what to do or it's like I, it's inhibiting like what I have to get, do next. Do you ever get kind of shaky as you're putting your makeup on? I don't. That See, that doesn't happen for me and I don't, I usually get, the nerves usually set in when I'm like starting to put my point shoes on and like I know it's like, it's like really soon. But you know also a good thing is like for me, not giving myself a lot of time before the show right. is actually better because yeah. if I have a lot of time and I don't know what to do with myself, I it's it's horrible. I hate pacing around. I hate having extra time to just like sit thinking. there and like think yeah. about it. Yeah. So I try to plan it where it's like I'm almost don't have enough time where I'm like rushing. So, that. Right. So you don't have enough. You don't have time to think about being nervous. You just like you just have to get things done and then you're on stage. Right. So I know that's kind of maybe irresponsible, but it actually just keeps, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, 
it just keeps your brain just like focused on the task at hand, right. just like getting your shoes on, getting your hair done, getting the costume on, like going on stage, you know, just like, cause you put the work in, like you're, you've done everything you can do. Yeah. There's never going to be ready. Back. No, it's like no going back. So you're like, okay, let's just, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, oh, what say? oh, you have an awesome boyfriend. How do you balance uh, personal life and ballet? I do have an awesome boyfriend. (laughs) Um, How do I balance life? Uh, Well, you know, like being out here right now. He's out here for two months in San Diego doing a new musical. And I had to find time to fly out here and see him. Because if I didn't, I wouldn't see him for two months. And I can't do that. So I had to schedule out time in my busy summer schedule in between all these gigs and festivals just to, like, find two or three days, just be like, okay, I'm going to have to pay for this and go out there and see him. And that's what keeps the relationship going. And also you have to have a lot of communication, open communication all the time, you know, about everything and you can't shut off just because you guys are separated from each other or you guys have – you know, while we're in New York, you know, if he's doing a musical in New York, he sometimes has tech, which is, you know what it's like. It's from 12 to 12. It's 12 hours. Mm-hmm. So it's a complete opposite schedule than me. So I will be periods of weeks where I won't even see him for more than a half an hour in the morning, and that's it. Wow. So you just have to, on the breaks, you know, maybe I'll go and visit him on his dinner break for an hour or he'll call me or he'll come and stop by and say hi or, you know, it's you just kind of like have to make it work and he's he's so awesome just because, you know, he's a little bit older and he's like, like he's a gentleman. He's, he's mm-hmm. you know, he's a, he's a mature man that knows how life works and respects my career and my lifestyle, and he's not that far away from it. You know, he's in the same genre of what he has to do, and and I respect hugely his career and and what he's doing. And it's when that is in balance, I think it it all works, and you, and you find a way to make it work. And um, I think we're doing a pretty good job at it. You are. I agree. Thank you. Um, What advice would you give to an aspiring dancer whose dream it is to dance at New York City Ballet? Well, to dance at New York City Ballet. That's a good one. Um, I think for me, what's most important is, you know, obviously – Going to SAB is obviously a huge deal. You know, if you want to be in New York City Ballet and you don't just get to the summer programs, work your butt off to get to the summer programs. And if you don't get asked at the summer programs, which I never was, I asked them the last summer, the last week of my fourth summer, I asked them to stay. Did you really? Oh, yes, girl. I asked them to stay because at that year, there were so many insanely talented girls in my class and in the class above me. It was like Gina Pascogan's year. It was like there were so many people. It was crazy. 
So I knew I, was, I wasn't going to get asked to stay. I knew it. So I went and asked them, and they let me know the last day of the summer course that I could stay with half scholarship. And I took that chance. And if I had not taken that chance, I would not be here today. I would be back in South Carolina probably going to school, like university. So you just, if you really want to be somewhere, you just, like, got to take those chances and just, like, put your foot in the door, you know, and stand your ground and hope for the best. And then when you get here, you have to be educated. You know, I find that a lot of girls, I'm not going to say names, but, like, a lot of girls that have gotten the company that I've been here 11 years, you know, I see that they don't know some of the ballets that they're watching or some of the principal dancers that have been here before or, you know, really, like, done their research about what New York City Ballet is and what it's about. And I'm kind of surprised, to be honest, because I've idolized these ballets. I idolized these ballerinas that were before me. And I did that before when I was a core member. Like, those were like, you know, I would watch them in class and be like, oh, my God, I want to be that. So it's like, I just... I feel like you have to be very educated about this company and what it's about and, and where it came from. And, and uh, I think that's a huge part of being in this company. Yeah, totally. Like yeah. A heritage, like the change. Exactly. And it's like, you know, we're in it together and, and, and uh, it's not just like we all came from the same place too. That's what's great about it is that we all came from this one school. And so, we're all in this together, and, and I don't know, it's important. Yeah. Um, this is the last question. Do you have a dream for your next chapter of life after you retire from New York City Ballet? Uh, I don't know. Um, you know, honestly, I don't, I don't know if teaching – I don't even know if teaching would be a dream because obviously, as you can tell, I'm not that enthusiastic about it yet. And, um, you know, I really, I, I want a family, you know, I want, I want kids and I want a family and that's a huge part of my future, you know, dream that's part of my future. And, um, and you know, I do want to go back to school. I know I haven't done it yet and a lot of girls have and I think that's it's awesome. a great thing. Yeah, and I, I want to go back to school, and I was always interested in and better at the math and science part of school. Yeah. I was never very good at English or anything like that. So I'm still very, very interested in science and 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 math and that part. So I don't I don't know. I do want to go back to school. I want to see what that does for me and and see where that leads me as well. Um, I just I don't know yet. It hasn't really you know. I feel like for us it's all about timing and all of a sudden something will just come into your life and, and that will be the answer because we are so focused on what we have right now in our career that it's really hard for me to think about what's after this, but I feel like in time it will come to me and it will present itself to me. Cool. I hope. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for taking this time to be in. Oh, thanks, girl. This was fun. Yeah, this was fun. It was good to hear your voice. I haven't seen you in a while. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Oh, my God. You 
only have like two. Do you have two more weeks? Addition, yeah, I have like a week and a half left. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god! I yeah. can't believe this year has gone by so fast. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Oh. I'm, I'm excited to get back to you guys, though. Oh my god, it's gonna be so much fun. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't wait. <laughs> okay, bye guys. Bye. Well, I hope you liked this show. If you did, please take a moment to stop by iTunes and leave us a rating and review. If you would like to have your question featured here on the show, just head on over to balancingpoint.com. You can record directly there by going to the Ask Megan tab and following the easy directions. You can also keep in touch with me by following me on Instagram at mfairchild17, Twitter at fairchildmegan, or at my website meganfairchild.com. I'd like to give a huge thank you to Kimberly Fokker, the host of Balancing Point, for inspiring me and helping me make this idea come true. See you guys next Monday. Until then, happy dancing.